You are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Beloved in Christ, grace, mercy, and peace be with you this night from our God who is love and from Jesus, the heart of God revealed to us. So let me offer some advice as I begin. Beware of the people at whom you roll your eyes. (laughs) Because invariably in God's good humor, you are very likely to become one of them. Case in point, I used to see these folks at our nearby lake, laden with their binoculars and cameras, staring up at the trees, waiting for that one little bird to appear. Birders, they are called. And I thought to myself, kind of sad when your life has been reduced to looking for birds. Fast forward to today. While I have not quite graduated to the whole binocular thing, and while I can only ever remember a handful of bird names, every morning when I return from my daily walk around that very same lake with a camera full of photos, you can be sure there will be at least one or two or 12 or 20 photos of birds. Turns out that though I am not yet a full-on birder, I am one whose life has been reduced to looking for birds. And you know what? They're fascinating. (laughs) Turns out that when you stop long enough to really pay attention, birds are not only beautiful and unique, they're full of interesting patterns, distinctive song, and quirky behaviors. Watching them teaches us something about ourselves. Given all that, it's no great surprise that when I read our scripture text for tonight, what caught my eye between the seeds and the trees and the planting were the birds. Birds, in case you didn't notice, show up twice in our readings. First in Ezekiel, where God takes a young sprig from the top of a cedar to plant on the mountain height of Israel in order that it may become a noble cedar under under which every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. And then in our gospel, Jesus compares the dominion, the kingdom, the kingdom of God to a mustard seed, the smallest of all the seeds on earth, which when it is grown, when it is sown, grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, puts forth branches so that what? The birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Birds. I know that for most of us, this parable of the mustard seed usually grabs our attention because in it, something so small produces something so enormous. Yet it is the bird part that actually makes the point. If the parable 
is about the nature of the dominion, the kingdom of God, the nature of God's beloved community, then it points us to this divine reality that is so expansive, there's room for all the birds of the air to find a home there. Now, if you have an eye for detail, you might have noticed that the gospel text doesn't actually say all the birds of the air. But you have to believe that when Jesus told this parable, the folks listening would immediately make the connection to Ezekiel's tree with its birds of every kind nesting there. It's kind of like when we use a line from a well-known movie, and all you have to do is say the line, and everybody knows the reference being indicated. That's what Jesus is doing here. He talks about big trees, birds nesting, and everybody knows, yep, Ezekiel, all the birds. In referencing this passage from Ezekiel in his parable, Jesus is letting us know that the dominion of God, the community of God that God grows, in that community there is room for everyone, not to just hang out together, but to make their nest, to find their home which is not exactly how birds work, it turns out. You can ask any birder about that. There's a reason we say birds of a feather flock together. I see it every day. The geese, they do their thing over here. The red-winged blackbirds, they have their space up there. The little swallows know where it's safe to nest and where it's not. The eagles and the hawks, when they show up, they hardly get any rest because those pesky little birds chase them off. And then there's the coots. They're just strange with their green, big feet. I don't know if you've ever seen coot feet, but take note. The point being, I've yet to see one place where all the birds actually gather together, let alone share nesting space. So much like us. Left to our own, we are not likely to step across those invisible boundaries that separate us from one another, let alone make our homes together. Like the birds, we prefer our own kind, however we define our own kind. That, it turns out, is human nature, much as it is bird nature, which, thank God, is never quite good enough for Jesus. Jesus offers us in this simple parable a vision of reality that defies our human nature and defines for us God's nature. God, the great gatherer of all, draws us in together with all of our beautiful distinctiveness and quirky particularity so that we may find a home one with another. One of the things I love about paying attention to birds is that I have yet to find one that didn't delight me with some aspect of its beautiful distinctiveness or its quirky particularity. Even the most ordinary of birds have qualities that, if they were missing, would diminish the fullness and beauty of the dominion of birds. This past winter, my wife Kim and I were visiting my mother in Chicago after the death of my father. And we took a walk at a nature reserve. As is my habit, I had my camera with me. 
We were walking along this path, and out of the corner of my eye, I caught a flash of color. And I looked up in the tree, and I had to look hard because it was a kind of elusive, this bird. Yet finally, there it was, this bird with a brightly colored breast. And I got out my camera, and I zoomed in. I saw it had these amazing, interesting markings around its eyes, these white markings. And I thought to myself, oh, this is a great catch. It's only when I got back to our hotel room and I looked carefully at my photos that I realized it's a robin. (laughs) It's a robin. I see robins everywhere all the time. They're nothing special. Turns out I I had taken robins so for granted I never actually paid attention to their distinctive beauty and to their quirky particularity. Oh, for the eyes to see. How often do we dismiss one another, assuming, I know everything I need to know about that kind of person. And in doing so, we miss the fullness of the beauty and particularity that each of us carry in our beings as fellow humans. Friends, when Jesus tells this parable of the mustard seed and how it grows and compares it to the dominion of God, pay attention to the birds. For this is God's vision for us, that in our beautiful distinctiveness and quirky particularity, we would gather together in common humanity to make our home one with the other. You would think that of all places, the church would be that one community where this vision begins to be realized, where it gets some traction And yet, how often has the story of the church been a story of birds of a feather flocking together? How often have we in the church told each other, implicitly and explicitly, hey, thanks for showing up. You know, this tree is really better suited for a certain kind of bird. I'm kind of guessing you'd be happier in a tree with birds of your own kind. Or, hey, we're glad you're here. Once you become just like us, we'll be happy to welcome you into our flock. Or, sorry, birds like you, just wrong. The vision Jesus offers is one where every single person has a place in the same home that God creates. If our faith is about anything, it is about inviting and welcoming everyone into that God-created space. So how does that happen? The one place I have seen birds of different feathers flock together is at one of our bird feeders. And yes, we have bird feeders. There, in that shared space, birds of every kind gather because they share a common hunger They don't care who else is there as long as they know they will be fed. The trick is the longer they hang out there together, the more they learn how to live together. Remind you of anything? (laughs) There's a reason that this meal before us is so central to our lives of faith. You see, in our common hunger, we flock here where the table is set beneath a tree of life that we call the cross. Here is where hope lies. Not in our own capacity to overcome our instincts to flock together with those like us, 
but here in God's determination to feed us together until we discover that our home is rightly to be found one with the other. Beloved in Christ, I don't expect to make birders of you all tonight. In fact, I know that when I pose yet one more picture of birds, there will be folks who roll their eyes. So be it. But when Jesus tells a story like this, friends, pay attention to the birds. In doing so, we will discover the hope that is ours and the promise that is God's, that truly, truly, we belong one to the other, and that the God of Jesus Christ will not rest until it is fully so. Thanks be to God. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.